Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. you uh, you're not sorry i'm sorry I know that i know for a fact that you're not sorry <sighs> like you're not we know that it's okay it's whatever no i really am i'm really sorry I, when the game was going on i wasn't even watching the game i was i was djing a wedding and i immediately thought of you I've, i only have really two friends that are huge 49ers fans and you're one of them and i just thought of the two of you and what you're doing in that moment while you're walking on the whitestone bridge Walking off the Whitestone Bridge. Walking onto it to walk off of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> God fucking damn it. I was afraid of this show. I really was. Drive by body pierce. How are you feeling right now? I'm in a I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> okay. That's how I feel to be honest. Uh huh. Um it's not it's not fun. I've listen. This is the second time that's happened to me. Sure, Giants fans unfortunately don't get that because they've only been to the Super Bowl twice in my lifetime. I think. Oh, God. Nope. How's that possible? I apologize. What year I think you I'm born? wrong. I think I'm wrong about Where, that. Where were you born? Ninety-three. Yeah, they've been to. They've been to more. They've been to more. I don't think they've won more. I think. No. We had ninety-one. Shit, I have to look that up. And then oh seven and twelve. Yeah. So. I was in high school for those ones. It wasn't, you know, it was, uh, it was Oh, Lord. Fun fact, they had to beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game in 2012. <sighs> fun fact. Very fun, fun fact. fact. On this depressing episode of Sons of Slam, 
I'm so I really I am really sorry. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Let's start. I this was ship. so I was so depressed after. Mm-hmm. I was quiet, but as the final seconds ran out, I was just dead silent. My sister goes, "Are you all right, Joe?" Dead silence. <laughs> uh-huh. Walk outside. I cho- <laughs> I shotgun a beer, throw it on the ground, and pure disgust. Uh-huh. Walk back inside. I throw my fucking George Kittle jersey downstairs. I'm like, Mock, you wash this." <laughs> Okay. So I spilled a couple. I spilled a beer on it or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I walked back in the living room, and my sister's like, "Joe, where'd you go?" I was like, "Dead silence." She goes, "Did you throw out your jersey in disgust?" I'm like, "I just." She still doesn't know what I did with that jersey. <laughs> it's somewhere <laughs> mysterious. Uh, the Sons of Slam is in your ear. Let's do this Sons of Slam show on Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the. Morning, Mr. Reaper, Joe Black. How are you? Uh, other than morning for your team's loss. Good morning. Wearing all, well, I'm not wearing all black today, actually. No, you should for like, the first time. Most of it. I was wearing all black for most of the week. W- at what point in the, uh, in the game were you like when it was 20 to 10 going into the fourth quarter? Yeah, I was hyped. You were hyped. I, I, I was, anybody I should actually, be. Actually, I, I take that back. I wasn't as hyped as I should be mm-hmm. with a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl. Right. And that was, I think, the problem with it. Because going into the fourth quarter, ten points you have at your disposal, and they still lose by eleven. Yeah. Granted, eight. No. However, many of those points were scored in the last couple seconds, just because they got a bullshit interception. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I, I don't really count the last one. The yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but unfortunately, on paper, it was an eleven point I mean, well, yeah. difference. Yeah. So I was thoroughly upset. Uh, and first off, I'm just going to get right into it. Go ahead. Where please. the fuck was the Why? Why? Why with the pass interference call? Why the offensive pass interference call? Are you fucking joking? Are you joking? You got to be kidding me with that. Mm. And no holding calls on the on the Chiefs. They're the worst with holding calls, and they didn't get one single holding call in the entire fucking Super Bowl. I needed that. Okay, I'm glad you got that out. I needed, at that. Any point I needed if, that big time. At any point, if you have a Tourette's moment where you need to get something off, and I get it. As a Yankee fan of the last two years, especially now with all the nonsense that's been going on with the cheating scandals and all that shit, I get it. I was at I was at Houston uh, when uh, – not Houston. I was in Yankee Stadium last year uh, when we, we lost. I was in uh, – That would have been funny if you were in Houston and all of a sudden you just hear pop, pop. Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> what the two, hell's going on? Two years in a row when we've lost at home. Um, just, uh, yeah, just bad. So I get it. So at, at any point, please do what you got to do. Yeah. Get it out of your system, and it's all good. In the meantime, while you're trying to get it out of your system, I'm going to go over some stats. Um, <laughs> so. On the Super Bowl? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I walked into an ambush today. Sorry. Youngest player in NFL history to earn the Super Bowl MVP and NFL MVP. Um 24 years and 138 days old. Jeez, what else here? A uh, 44-yard pass for Tyreek Hill. Was that the moment that you were like, oh, shit, when, when that pass went down? No. The moment I was like, oh, shit, was when the 49ers got the ball and they had the lead, and mm-hmm. then they gave away the ball in 50 seconds. Right. That's when I was like, fuck, right. this is not going to end well. Right. And if it does, I might punch a hole in my ceiling that's like 10 feet tall. And did you accomplish that? Nope. If you did, would your mom have kicked you out of the house? No. Nah. Okay. I would have had to pay for it, and it would have sucked. <laughs> it would have sucked. Um, let's see here later. And then uh, wide open pass to Travis Kelsey. So that was that, that run. Uh, man, it was just like, 
I, I really thought that I I'd, I only I bet on this game as you know I bet on this game yeah. very very little it was like fifty bucks whatever but and I I could have done away with that but if you would have bet the Niners we would have won if I bet the Niners yep I'm thoroughly confident oh in is that. that what it is this is your fault I, <laughs> also oh my god another Tourette's moment real quick please oh fucking Steven. <laughs> Gee, this motherfucker okay. and he's gonna say Joe, you there can't you blame me for a fucking shitty team there fuck you <laughs> okay uh-huh. he texts me at the beginning of the fourth quarter I wanna get this right just so I don't have any fucking issues he texts me at the beginning of the fourth quarter 914 on Sunday okay. so happy for you 914 Sunday okay. 914 Sunday before, at 1001 before the game started okay no no no, no. 914 p.m. Sorry. oh p.m. okay yes. 914 p.m. on Except, Sunday yes. okay he texted me that at 10.01 p.m. I texted him, don't talk to me. <laughs> and then he goes, you can't be mad at me. I've done nothing wrong. And I said, in caps, don't fucking talk to me. <laughs> He's like, fine. Uh, and then I go, never text me before the end of a game ever again. He's uh, like, stop it. I'm not the reason this happened. I get superstition, but come on. And I'm like, dude, just, just fucking don't. <laughs> just don't text me. And one of my buddies who is a big Patrick Mahomes fan was, uh, he, oh, fuck, what did he text me? It's just, just unbelievable. He, he also texted me something like, type for you, some shit like that. Oh, no, he texted, after the game was over, he texted me a picture, uh, a gif oh, of, oh, of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, what a dick. Okay. <laughs> I would not do that to you. And I then I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, suck a fat one, bro. <laughs> Then I really laid into him. I'm like, yo, that's the closest thing a Mets gonna get to a chip. Uh. <laughs> He's like, bro, why you gotta be? Why you gotta bring the Mets into this? I'm yeah, like, I have spoken. You know what? <laughs> Thank you very much. Then he texts me another thing, and I was like, I have spoken. <laughs> the Mets get involved in everything, and we will get into some more Mets nonsense uh, coming up. Um, man, oh man, just you have dick for friends. I gotta tell you, I, I like how they like were trying to. See if you're okay in the midst of everything, but they had to throw the throw the dirt. There was only one one of my boys texted me the day after, because it was actually his birthday on on Sunday. Okay, so he texted me the day after, and he was like, uh, "Better days are ahead, Joe. Don't be too depressed today. It was a good game, nonetheless." Who oh. a person that doesn't watch fucking football at all? You can tell he doesn't watch football. He doesn't watch football at all. Does, does he watch sports? No, he's yes, the yes, one. He's <laughs> the person. You remember? Can tell. Yeah, he's the person where I'd go to his house, and if I'd have on wrestling, he'd be like, "You guys want to fuck in the corner or some shit?" Like, I've I've <laughs> said this guy. on here before. That was <laughs> that's, him, the yeah. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy. You can you can definitely tell in that that tone that that's not. <laughs> he doesn't watch sports at all, and. uh yeah, so that the, no, no sports watching friend would ever con, uh, console you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you, you need. So the moral of the story is you need new friends. Nah, I'm good. I'm too old. I can't fucking get new friends now. You're too old. You're like five years old. <laughs> Compared to you, cut the ship. You were um, five when I was born. That's what I want to say. How old do you know? No, you're not. You were like twenty. How old do you know? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Where's Rob when I can get some some math going? Yeah, principal. It'd be better if I had this in front of my sixteen face. sixteen years. Um, <laughs> good God! Wow, it's going around. Nobody's smoking weed at all. Coronavirus? Uh, what? <laughs> so with what? So there's okay, yeah. So by by the way, um, first three quarters for Mahomes. 
<laughs> it did not go so well. Let me. There was a comparison chart here. Hold on. There we go. For the first three quarters, he went 16 for 25 with 145 passing yards. I did also have him for uh, the, the over-under on rushing yards for, for Patrick Mahomes was 33. So I had that also. I had that for like another 50 bucks. So it's that was a no-brainer. Um, he went no touchdowns, one interception. In the fourth quarter alone, 10 for 17 for 141 yards, two touchdowns, one interception with a QBR rating of 81 as opposed to the first three quarters of 34.6. I blacked out. What happened? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I, listen, I'm not going to lie. I give mad props to Patty Mahomes because the kid is a he's a legend already, and he he deserved it. He, he deserved it. Andy Reid deserved it. The 49ers did not have a good game plan going into it, and what are you going to do? I still say that the better team – is the 49ers. I, I, I actually agree but with that. But the better offense won today. Not today, Sunday. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I agree that the overall better team was the 49ers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> can I also just, I'm just my last thing I'm going to say is that uh, I think your defense was a, as good as they are and probably the best defense uh, in the league. I think they were on the field too long because Jimmy, out. Jimmy could not stay on the field longer than 50 seconds, as you said. And uh, they just basically they held him down for the first three quarters, and then yeah. that, was, that was it. So congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs from the great state of Kansas. And uh, <laughs> Wait, that was, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. That was stupid. Uh, that was great. That was, that was so That was so funny. You want to know the fucked up part about it is? And when he, I first read that tweet, I was like, what's everybody getting so fucking riled up for? <laughs> I was just gonna say that must have been an idiot that said that. But and then, then if I'm you like, agreed with it, then. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Kansas City, and I was like, oh, uh, yeah, there, no, uh, there is a Kansas City, there is a Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas, but that the stadium, is the trash the place. St- yeah, the stadium is not there. <laughs> the stadium is in Missouri. Uh next up, and know. that's why the capital of Kansas will never be Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, Dude, uh, you have so much fucking stats over here. Speaking what of, this is this fuck? is my favorite stat though. This is my favorite God stat. It has nothing to do it. with the game. Nothing to do with the game at all. Super Bowl Fifty Four. Your Pornhub stat of porn watched during pregame up until after the game. So your pregame was up somewhere between five and seven percent, and then the first quarter it drastically dropped to to minus twenty five percent of viewership. To about the fourth quarter, where it dipped its lowest, uh, let's see here, at almost 30%, minus 30%. And then as soon as the game was over, shot right back up to 15%. Damn. <laughs> above, <laughs> above average. And that was just guys being guys. And You want to like, know wait, something funny? I want to watch football. I'm done football. Now I'm going to just beat off. Look at halftime. Look how there was a slight raise. Slight raise. There was a slight raise. And another one towards the end, too. So I'm assuming the first part was when Shakira came out. And the second part was when was J Lo came out. So yes, it's like a, it looks like a like shout a, out Columbia. Shakira had the bigger numbers on Pornhub, though. <laughs> I, I, I think Shakira took the night with the, the halftime. Um, there is a slight raise, but I want to I want to propose this to you as last year when Maroon Five was uh, was the halftime show. Would that number been like on back back up to average if Adam Levine was on think, TV? I don't think the numbers would have changed. Really? So you're, you're saying that Shakira and J-Lo had no... Oh, oh, no. I, I misinterpreted that. I'm saying yeah, the halftime yeah. show itself. If, uh-huh, if Adam Levine 100%. Was, okay, gotcha. Just want to make sure. Yeah. All right. It would have been straight blue all the way down, like a fucking code, like, like a uh, code blue. I think that's what they call it in the <laughs> hospitals. Code blue. Yeah. Flatline. That's what I wanted to say. Gotcha. 
What else we got? <coughs> oh, me coughing. It's coronavirus. Good lord. Around. Uh, All kinds of professionals. So, um, uh, did you read that article recently that the WWE was uh, came out today? Actually, I think the WWE is looking to sell the rights of WrestleMania to Fox. I did see that. And I really hope that happens because then my stock prices go back up and then I sell all of it. <laughs> so, all at that moment. Um, we had talked about this before we started recording and you said, "Is I said I liked it. And then you initially said, why? Or do, why do you like it? Or um, do you? And I said, yes, because I, you, and then you, you immediately said, because it's going to go mainstream. Yeah. And that's the, the sole reason, yes. So instead of it already, you already have the audience. WWE fans, listen, I, I, we talk to everybody. Talk We're to hardcore people, fans. Right. We talk to people that like wrestling. Some people would just say, you know, I like wrestling, but I haven't seen it in a while. Um, especially during the Rumble when I was talking to people. So there, there's, there's that sect. And then there's people just that watch it no matter what. And you're not going to lose those people. But you want to get the eyes back on it that were, uh, you weren't alive at all. But during the 80s when... Saturday night's main event was the yeah. biggest shit. Um, they they took they had a spot where SNL Saturday Night Live uh, was not recording; they were off, whatever. And uh, Vince McMahon came up with a deal with NBC to <clears throat> fill that spot. And Saturday night's main event was born. It was never live; it was always pre-taped. But it it felt like a main event on network television. It felt like a pay-per-view on network television. So I think if they can get Mania, just just Mania is fine. <laughs> but if they can get the biggest thing uh, that wrestling has as its Super Bowl on TV and treat it as such as a Super Bowl, first of all, revenue for Fox would be as far as commercial. The roof. They could probably tra- they could probably charge the same. No. As far as Super Bowl numbers, no. Really, dude. Super Bowl numbers are like when I was in high school. It was like one mil. No, it was like three mil. Do you know what number to two five is? mil for number for a thirty second spot? Do you know what number two is when when uh, Mania or a Super Bowl goes to a certain city, like for Miami, for whatever city the Super Bowl goes in, goes to. Mania always goes there first. Right, but right. But my point was going to okay. be as far as like revenue to the city. Super Bowl is number one, as far as bringing revenue, as far as events. Like if there's Olympics, there's Super Bowl, there's whatever. Super Bowl is number one. Mania is number two. Oof. Yeah, and I, I when I said that, I saw that statistic. I think it was last year when uh, they, they were in New Jersey. It's number two. Damn. So it, where, where first of all, there's people going to watch it. Hell yeah! And and it's I'm telling you, it may, maybe not Super Bowl numbers as far as revenue uh, being brought in for commercial, but it's going to bring it's going to be a lot. It will be a lot for a commercial, a commercial spot. So I think Fox, that's on Fox's end as as far as Vince's ends, more eyes on your products without having to pay. That's that's. I just it. hope he doesn't fucking fuck up the deal. Well, Fox would be a big one. Fox, yeah. NBC, ABC, any of those would be huge. Yeah. Fox obviously has the notoriety behind it. Oh, no, dude. If I swear to Christ, if we get Joe Buck commentating WrestleMania, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to never watch wrestling again. I will never, ever watch wrestling hate, again. I, I swear what to God. the hate is for Joe Buck, man. I, I, I have no problem. It's like the hate for Tom Brady. You know what I mean? He's like one of the greatest, but it's also annoying when you hear his voice. Okay. I mean, I, I sometimes get it. My thing is that Yankee fans... And I, I will speak for all Yankee fans. Uh, Yankee fans I hate Joe Buck because he isn't different to the Yanks. Whereas you're so used to listening to Michael Kay and John Sterling on the radio on TV that you get this guy Joe Buck and, and his home run call is gone. 
three one yanks like that. It's just like a straight thing. So see ya. That's like, the best home that's, run call ever. That's Michael Kane. That's that's why. Come on, Yanks. Yankee fans are so used to the upbeat, jovial kind of kind of call. Whereas Joe Buck is so indifferent and so down the line with every single team. And I've noticed this. I started hating him from the get go because everybody else hated him. And then I was like, let me just watch this guy and see what is the deal. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> let's start getting. Let's start get Chris Berman to call home run shots. Oh please. Hell yeah. Every time. Back, back, back. <laughs> God. It'd be fucking great. Get to get, we just get... Uh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of calls, I never talked about last week, and we'll get back to other sports, because I have a ton of other sports things that happened this week that are just insane, especially with New York stuff. We never talked about the the switch in Raw, and I'm, I'm, I'll bring it up again later, oh, as far right. as our announced team, and it just came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, Todd Phillips was there with the King and, and Byron Saxton. Not mad at it. I'll be honest. I, like, I, I loved I Vic like it better. I loved Vic. Okay. But I'm not mad at the switch up, and I do kind of like it. Okay. It's not bad. It's it's It has that... I feel like... Uh, not even WWE. Just wrestling in general nowadays oh, is trying to have a format, like commentary-wise, is having a format of play-by-play, color, and analyst. Right. And the analyst is someone who can go both ways. Yes. And I really kind of like that. Uh, not AEW. Well, AEW kind of does it. They have, I guess, Jim would be the analyst, and they kind of just bounce it like that. They all kind of just do the same thing. They all kind of do the same thing, but when it comes to actual kinda weird. matches, like in-match work, the best, it's always Excalibur. Yeah, exactly. And Jim, the, had, Jim had a doozy this week. We'll, we'll get to it before uh, later the on. Best, uh, the best example I could use is NXT. You have Morrow on play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Nigel is clearly... The color commentator. Yes. And Beth is that analyst who provides updates on stuff and, you know, tech technical workarounds in the ring. Right. And she'll also bust in a, you know, how could they do that to my husband type thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a whole, it's a workaround. It is a workaround. So I kind of like how they're having King strictly on color and you have uh, Tom Phillips on play-by-play, uh, play, and then Byron's just that, you know, back and forth. I hope King goes after Byron just like Corey did. That's what I really want to happen. Um, I, think, I, I think he's a little cornier than Corey. Corey is, like, more real when he, he tries to attack somebody and just, like, goes for the gut. Whereas- Corey would be if, if Jerry the King Lawler happened in fucking 2020. Right. That's exactly what exactly Corey is. is yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll get all to all that stuff uh, in later on. So, two things, um, New York related. The first thing is the New York Knicks and making their move. So, uh, beginning of the week, we we had the trade deadline was this week. Yes, and Knicks being Knicks, doing Nick things as bad as they've been for the last twenty some odd years. Um, they had a gentleman by the name of Steve Mills who. Uh, Ran uh, operations, um, uh, president, president, um, and uh, it, it, it was it was not good. <laughs> it was it was not good. I think he is. I'm trying to see here his overall stat record, uh, which they don't have here. Anyway, he's the one that took over after um, uh, Phil Jackson. Well, Steve Mills was always there. Steve Mills replaced uh, uh, Glenn Grunwald. Oh, right. Um, as president in 2013, uh, but he's been there for years. Like we're talking mm-hmm. about like 20 some odd years. Uh, 
Jackson was was came in as president and uh, I'm sorry, uh, basketball operations, excuse me, and uh, was basically running things. And the other guys were just kind of like backing him up when he shit the bed and he got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mills basically took over and it didn't go any better. And just between picks and uh, draft picks and, and the last straw was basically this year. They had all this uh, extra cap space to work with to get two free agents, two max deal free agents. They were hoping to get uh, like Durant's. They were hoping to get you know, anybody that would come to New York. And not only did they not come to the Knicks, they went across town to Brooklyn. Yeah, buddy. And uh, across the river, across the river, over the bridge. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of the last straw. So they they basically let go of Steve Mills, but they let him go, and he's now on the board. So he's still making millions. So he'll be fine. Um, and then they go ahead and hire a, an agent taken out of the uh, the New York Mets playbook and hire this guy, Leon Rose, who is is currently an agent for a CAA, Creative Artists Agency, mm-hmm. and he has... Uh, One of the biggest agencies in the world. I and think. He, he's had uh, d- d- clients like uh, Mello and Smith and uh, uh, who else did he have here? Carly at the Carly Anthony Towns, uh, LeBron, yeah. So he's had he's had names. Um, so this is kind of kind of along those lines, and and as Michael K would say, it's a copycat league. So if one team does it, like the 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 Toronto Raptors, then you can have you know this guy Leon Rose, who is uh, very in with with the uh, guys to kind of bring up the quotient of as far as the Knicks being a uh, cool spot to to land. So that's that's Nick talk, and then New York Met talk. So Ooh. this deal um, the, the, with the Wilpons and Steve Cohen, mm-hmm. and this was supposed to be the saving grace for the New York Mets because <laughs> they, they always uh, obviously one. sucked, and everybody hates the Wilpons, and they blame the Good Wilpons for one. for being strict, uh, tight on the the purse strings, of the, and uh, as far as giving out money and deals and blah blah blah. So this was like the promise of la- the late last year, earlier this year, was that this guy Steve Cohen's going to come in, this billionaire, multi-billionaire is going to come in and, and save the day and buy the team. Oh, my God, this is great. I'm not going to lie. When I first saw this, I was happy. I was like, you know, good for them. <laughs> yes, good for good them. Good for them, man. <laughs> they, they need a win. I actually, as much as I hate the Mets, I, yes, you know, I kind of Seriously, I, yeah. I was like, they needed this. Yeah. So he came in and he was going to buy the team for two points. <laughs> it's, this is this is all this is just more Mets things. More Mets doing Mets things. So in the last three weeks, they've fired their manager. They've hired a new manager because uh, you know, training uh, pitchers and catchers report uh, next week, and they lost the buyer for their team. So now this guy initially uh, said he was going to buy the team for two point six billion dollars. Eighty uh, percent of the team on the the condition that it would be five years. You have to wait five years. And again, I love listening to Michael K as he put it so eloquently. Put it, he said it's like buying a brand, like getting a brand new bicycle when you're a kid, when you're like seven, and you're like, okay, but you have to wait till you're twelve, five years from now, and you can get to get to ride the bike. And it's like a trust fund. It's it really is just <laughs> it's like you we can buy it for now, but you can't. And he's, he's so this guy Steve Cohen is sixty three. So by the time he's sixty eight, that's when he can play with his toy. Hmm. So there's that going on. Jesus. A lot of the rights with the uh, which is one of the biggest money makers that they have with SNY. That's that's their their TV station and like the Yanks have yes. That was not part of the deal, and that's a huge part of the money 
going back and forth with them. So that fell through too. So it was just it's just a whole shit show. Mets, Mets fans just can't get anything going. They can't. Here. They can never get a win. They almost had one in 2015. Almost had it. I think that was. And the Royals. 2015, yes. right? Royals 2015, yes. Yeah, yeah I remember that vividly because I've never rooted for the Kansas City Royals so hard in my life. Me neither. Oh, such a good time. Yeah. I had friends. I, I lost friends on Facebook because I posted. I lost one particular friend because I posted a uh, Royals thing as my profile photo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like ultimate trolling. I just put oh, it as my profile great. photo. I put this celebration. And then, I, and then I changed it the next day. To the 2009 Yankees in <laughs> their celebration nice. photo, um, yeah, I just went trolling, man. I just, I, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. It's great. I was so happy. Um, I love trolling. It's so it's, much fun. It's fun. It is so much fun. What else do we? What do we have as far as what else do we have outside? Uh, the only thing else that I have is Killer Cross and Timothy Thatcher were just signed by the WWE. So those are pretty big. Please uh, to explain. I've never heard. Killer Cross is a very big uh, indies star. I believe he was just on Impact Wrestling. Okay. His wife or girl, something, something or other, is his significant other is Scarlett Bordeaux. Okay. So as soon as I saw that Scarlett Bordeaux was going to be signed to the WWE... And she was going to go to NXT. I was just like, okay, Killer Cross is going to come in at some point. Right. And I really hope. I mean, I don't even. He could go to either, you know, Raw or NXT. He could go to both, mm. either one. And he would probably he he might not do as good on Raw or NXT or on Raw or SmackDown, but he could he, he could flourish in, in uh, NXT. And Timothy Thatcher, I was reading up on, he was a longtime tag team partner of Walter. The okay. current NXT UK champion. So, hmm. that was interesting. Good signs, though. Yeah. Good signings. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to seeing them. Um, there was a conversation with, I want to say Hall. Not Hall. Uh, Nash. Kevin Nash. Um, Diesel. And Diesel, yes. Big Daddy Cool. And... Uh, he was mentioning he was talking about NWO and the point of a, any other members of the of NWO should go into the Hall of Fame. And he said, "Absolutely, it should be." I'm paraphrasing. Absolutely, it should be uh, Eric Bischoff. Oh, this was on no. Was this on the the was this on Talk Is Jericho when they um, were live from the cruise something or other? I believe you know what I believe it was. It might have been Hall then. It might have been Scott Hall because I don't think Nash was there. I thought Nash was on that that trip. He was supposed to be. I don't think he ended up going. I believe on that episode was it's it's Scott Hall. I believe on that episode was Hall, uh, Booker T, DDP, and Eric Bischoff. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. It was was thoroughly enjoyable conversations, but uh, it was very interesting. I think all of them should go. Every single member of any NWO faction should go into the Hall of Fame. Fake Sting should be in. Hell yeah. Everybody. Got it. Even Booker T. WWE version, WCW version, (laughs) all of them. So Harlem Heat, Booker T, and now NWO version. Yep. Bro. Booker T could be a five time. <laughs> I think that's what they're going he for. Could be a five time Hall of Famer. Five time, five time. He just starts flashing his rings like Bill Belichick. 
Put him in. Whatever. Put I the- saw a meme that was just Bill Belichick holding up his rings, but it was just him holding up the middle <laughs> finger, too. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of letting him in, did you see uh, your boy Petey Rose, his petition to- uh, Justice for Pete. His petition to get back in the hall. He's saying that- the And he's using cite- the Astros. Citing other- yeah. Yes, people have done much worse, and he's right. Do it, Pete. He's right. Let's get him in the hall. Here's the other thing, though, with that, is that if he was to go in the hall, mm-hmm. would it not be better? Because he, free, he freely made it like he said he put out this petition. He lives in Vegas, he, and he bets like a, like a fiend. And they asked him. Pete Rose is the fiend? <laughs> that would be awesome if he came out just like lumbering down the 69-year-old uh, guy. Holds up a fucking Our head of his own. <laughs> <laughs> um, they asked him, MLB did. Uh, would you not vote on, on vote, uh, bet on baseball anymore? <laughs> he said no. So it's it's either it's two things. It's one, it's it's clearly an issue. Or it doesn't matter anymore. Two though, it's 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 all per- perception and look. So yeah. if the, the whole for the whole reason why you are banned for life <laughs> from baseball is they're asking you, would you stop? Because you just you were taken out of baseball for this reason. Would you stop doing this reason so you can get into the hall? He's like, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Maybe not. Maybe not. No. Um, so priorities out of whack, and uh, you really just can't suck it up. There's there's many other sports you can you can bet on. Yeah, dude, UFC, <laughs> Na- fuck NASCAR, bro. You can Shit. bet on NASCAR, tennis, F1, handball. You can, you, you, <clears throat> yo, you can bet on Formula One. If you bet on Lewis Hamilton every single race, you're gonna win your money. Like you're gonna win your money back, and then some. And you can bet on the Oscars, uh, the Sunday. There's a whole yeah. bunch of other shit you can do. But no, you know, it's, if that's that I just want to know. Uh, just going back to the Super Bowl really quick. Oh yes, sir. I just want to know if um, the national anthem was the over or the under. Under. It was under. Under by like a couple seconds. Yeah. Wow, they really gave her that much. I, I yeah. It was, wow. What was it like two seventeen? Something like yeah. She came over like under like just by a couple seconds. Oof. Yeah. She cut off that note. That last note didn't didn't stretch out like they normally do. Just cut it off. Boom. How do they cut it off? Like when she stops. She stops. Or when you can't hear. She stops. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. It's interesting. Mm. All right. <laughs> um, as I read an interesting article about uh, Vince McMahon and, and the start of XFL, which is tomorrow, the eighth, oh. um, and how Vince has sold a ton of stocks from WWE and has put his own personal money into it, and that he is already expecting. This is not his direct quote, but uh, he is expecting the way everything's structured will probably lose three hundred and seventy-five million dollars on this league. Wow, on the league, if it's not. You know, like the XFL, like last time was only like two or three years in. Yeah. Um, this, if yeah. So this is basically all, all him. That'd be bad. Which is why you haven't seen him ever. Uh, the last like couple months. Um, he already knows it though, according to uh, sources. He will, and he knows, and that's what he's going to do. He's and ready, willing, and able. End of those three years, the idea is that he will be able to get television deals that will total over 125 mil a year. So it's it's a three year. It looks like it's like a three year window of building. Report and, and credibility up so you can sell it off. Yeesh. Yeah. Good luck with that, Vin. Um, <laughs> see here. Uh, um, good luck, Vinny. Speaking Seriously. of Vinny Mac. Speaking of Vinny Mac, um, he, there was comments made as far as he had mentioned um, <clears throat> oh, who's going to take over if Vince was not to be around anymore. Oh, there's no uh, and, uh, content. Uh, Contingency plan? Yeah, there you go. That's it. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, Tom Callahan from Sports Kitas Sports said that Triple H is surprisingly not in line, but who it is, 
Shane McMack. Shane yeah, because he can be the face of the company. Because Triple H can't. I thought Triple H was the face of the company. Yeah, but like Triple H has that wrestling background where I feel like investors are going to be like, Eesh, I don't know. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I could, I could, but I really, said, even, I with, saw even something. with all of Shane's, Shane's going on, like he was just like, just left the company as a heel. Yeah, no, it's okay though. That's interesting. Triple H, done, dude, Triple H poured poop on Vince McMahon. How, how can you sell that to investors? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I mean, uh, I don't know. They both wrestled. I, I don't get it. Um, that is all my stuff. I just wanted to go over the Mets shenanigans and how they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah, that's everything I got too. Let's do this. So, let's get into Raw. Uh, let's get into Raw. At what moment did Raw get good? Um, do you remember your moment? Because I have a moment when I was like, you know what? what was, oh shit, Raw was actually good for another week. Okay. There's two things that come to mind really quick. Mm. Edge. Okay. And Andrade... Um, not winning the title. Oh, Andrade getting suspended. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not not like not a knock on Andrade. Right. Just that like it was around that time. It was somewhere around there. Gotcha. I okay. think. I, I think for me it was when uh <laughs> when uh Brock announced that he was going in number one. Uh, with with Paul Heyman and like that week starting off like that seemed like to me like Rumble was our truth. I think that's when it started to get good. That moment with our truth okay. when when Brock Lesnar broke down and just started laughing hysterically. That's what I'm talking about. The same moment. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about the moment half a second. Half a second after, say after <laughs> yeah, check. Oh, that shit. moment, not the first moment, the second moment. Um. Yeah, so Raw is getting good. Uh, what the shit? Uh, I'm just, I'm just. I know. Let's go. I'm surprised. And it's it, a good look, though. Kick, they needed it. Kicking off with Randy Orton and uh, explaining everybody wants wants answers. And I am all. I'm always in for heel Orton. Oh yeah. As opposed to face Orton. And I'm always in. Face Orton for, is fun though. Face Orton is fun because it toes a line, but yeah. he he cracks up with it. Uh huh. Whereas this one is now going to be serious Orton. But this one. I, I, I'm down for that, and I'm down for any promo, uh, any work on the mic that is so minimal yeah. that you get just like a couple words here and there, and he just you get you get you convey like his feelings, like he's torn, but he's happy he did it, and he doesn't know if he should have done it. He regrets it sli- slightly, and then he gets t- his he kicks it back into gear, and it's like he's it's this was fun. a crazy pop, like this was a crazy boo from the uh, from the crowd. It didn't even compare though to Elias's in Seattle, when he dropped that thing, that line about the basketball team, yeah. and then he just got booed for the next three and a half <laughs> yeah. minutes straight. Yes, that was probably the biggest one I've ever seen. I miss a lot, but this Elias. one was very, very close. Close, yeah. Anytime you, yeah, you know, you get heel, you get heel heat when you start talking on a mic. And first letter comes out, and, you're, and all of a sudden, just the first breath, raining booze upon you. The first you. breath came out, and they were uh, like, boo. Yeah. So I'm. I'm <laughs> Looking forward to and Edge coming back next week. Hell yeah! Looking forward to this whole storyline. Is the storyline is going to be like the the main event, not main event of this whole thing? Because it's the yeah. biggest story in wrestling right now. Is Edge is back and now he just got cracked in the face with a chair. Yep. So looking forward. It's to It's amazing though, isn't it? God, it's so many things. So many things amazing. I feel like it's 2010 all what, over again. What's the opposite of, of amazing? This next match. Uh, so Liv Morgan and Lana. Um, 
with this damn storyline, man. But hey, man, uh, this but, match wasn't good, but what happened after the match was way better. That's what it made up for it. Yes. So we have a returning Ruby Riot, Riot Squad reuniting. Yeah. Did we not see that coming though? I think we did. Yeah, we I all think did. We did. But saw, it was good though. I like it was that. well placed. I wasn't expecting her to come back, but I was kind of expecting the the turn. I hope all three um, of them get back together. As far as what the Riot Squad? Yeah. Eventually. About, that's why Lana and Liv get together and then Ruby joins. Lana, no. <clears throat> could you imagine if Lana and Ruby get together and then right. that's when Sarah Logan comes out and Sarah Logan's going to help Liv. One of them's going to turn. Somebody's going to turn. Somebody's got to turn. Somebody's got to turn. It'll either be Sarah on Liv or it'll be um, Ruby on Lana. And then they'll go into a storyline gotcha. for, for the tag titles. I just, I, and that all oh, sounds well. That and, quick. That's just like that. Very quick. And that sounds all well and good. I just don't care. <laughs> I just, this has continuously been the one storyline I just don't care about. It's you like, it's like, a, spin, it's like a spinoff episode. Like this, this storyline here is a spinoff of the original storyline. And this is, like is nowhere to be found now. This is like Joey to friends. Yeah, that's right. It's going to go four episodes and right. it's never going to be that's heard it. of again. That's it. This has been way longer than the run of, of Joey because it's still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It hasn't changed. It was way more than four. I can't do this storyline lasted longer than the Joey series. The series, the whole series on NBC. Just, God, that just sucks. Awful, awful story. That's um, horrendous. And I can't. I, I, I'm still waiting for like Liv Morgan to like break out and see if people care. And the, it, she's all, like towing the line there. It's just. It, I, I, I'm sure this this whole thing with Ruby right now is also gonna. The like only thing that stinks things, about the God. the the thing that stinks about the women's division is that it gets like those mid card women's wrestlers get that little pop, mm. and it's like you can't really see them going after a Becky Lynch just yet. No, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I heard that it's expected uh, Shayna Baszler is going to show up on Raw in a couple of weeks. She needs to start doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think I don't know what they need to do with that that mid card women's division. You can't put another title. That's too many titles. No, you can't have a title for that. And too many. That will be intercontinental a- women's title. Oh my god! <laughs> it sounds good, I know, but uh, this is where this is where the the women's battle royal kicks in in Mania, and that's where they all go. There's your story. I mean, you can get the women's money. Like I could see Liv winning the women's money in the bank, and that's how she gets her okay. title. All right. Kind of like the way Carmella did. Right. Twice. You know, technically, right. yeah. But uh, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Um, do something. I mean, I'm glad that Ruby Rides in, in this in this mix now too. It's kind of like take yeah. away the focus from Lana because I, I I just can't anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. Drew McIntyre and Mojo Raleigh. Can I also say I feel bad that when they come back from commercial that Mojo Raleigh is already in the ring. Like no kind of entrance for the twenty four seven champ. Like he's with yeah. somebody else in there, and it's just him kinda... and his fucking offensive lineman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the loser jobber uh, entrance. Yeah. Um, you already know what's happening. You already know he's gonna get destroyed. Hell of a promo <laughs> by Drew though. He said, I'm gonna destroy you in three seconds, <laughs> and that was it. Less than three. It was eight seconds. It was eight seconds. Uh, it was well counting the claymore to the pin. Yeah, yeah. Like, claymore to the pin. It's yeah, eight yeah. seconds. It's like. It was like two seconds to kick in the face. Listen, okay. WWE posted on Instagram eight seconds, and their numbers are so, always correct. That is a lie. <laughs> You're full of shit. So it's eight seconds, so it really was like 27. Um, let's see here. Defeated him, Mojo Raleigh, and yeah, he's going to Quick. Blah, blah, blah. I've jobbed him. Um, this was an interesting match. This was an interesting match. The Viking Raiders yeah. and Kevin Owens taking on AOP and Buddy Murphy in a tag team elimination match. So. Mm-hmm. 
get eliminated, you're outs, and then it's down to three to two to one. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I appreciate that Buddy Murphy got on the mic. I like that I did. he can actually talk. I'm waiting it's about for, time. It's about time. <laughs> I think he's good on the mic. I think just he's just waiting for when we're going back to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> when he's super, super over there. Uh, AOP, not saying a damn word, but should be the champs. And then, so this match happens. And uh, so there's no there's no name for this crew, by the way. Not yet. And I'm really pissed off. I can't think of anything either. Messiah and the... Uh, the like the, the easy thing is to call them the Disciples. Disciples. But it's not... That's no. been used and... Yeah, that's just corny. That sounds like it's from the '80s. The apostles. We're in the we're we're 40 years away from 1980. Can the, we can we Messiah, stop that? The Messiah and the apostles. No, that's it. Come on, no, that's it. That's it. That's That'd your, be so bad. Your Jesus the and your Messiah, Paul and John, my, my apostles. John reference. Yeah, that's it. I'm telling you. That's your, that your, sucks. Your church tie-in. Ugh. <laughs> that disgusts me. Here my Not the church thing, but just like the use. Here my it's apostles. just too easy. Just to just come up with something just call innovative. Himself the, the Messiah. <sighs> then it's, it's got to be church related. I don't know. My saints. Call them the Monday <laughs> the Monday Night Millennials. All right, you're out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something creative. Anyway, dude, this, it's this, not working. This match was actually really really good. I'm I'm waiting with bated breath for AOP to kind of get into this tag team. Well, they can't now because they're on the same team as the as the champs. Yeah, which was again that was a stupid move. I don't know. Um, I think it's trying to build up AOP a little bit, and then you have Seth Rollins eventually branch off. They're going to try to do what the with what the undisputed era is doing in NXT. They're going to try to get the uh, U.S. title. All the gold. Yeah, they're trying to get all the gold. All the gold. Uh, Which they could do, conceivably. They, they could. Okay. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam for the WWE a Championship. <laughs> watch, watch, watch. Write it down. No. Don't say See, you say shit like that, and it, it ends up being good, so they take it. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely they definitely listen to this and they you know, take it from me. You know, they listen. Someone yeah, just someone, someone just friended on us on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, uh, another podcast guy, and uh, yeah, he definitely works for Vince and is passing everything out. Of course, Queen of the Ring. I'm telling Absolutely. you, summer Queen of the Ring. I don't know. It couldn't. I don't know. It's it's. When did they do King of the Ring last year? Long that long was long. like October. Yeah, October, November, somewhere around there. End of summer. Yeah, long overdue. All right. Um, Eric Young is God. Sorry, jobber to the max, dude, and he was so good. Like even in TNA, he was really yeah. good, and he's a good wrestler. Even with Sanity, NXT, he was good. Sanity, Sanity just for some reason didn't work out being brought up. Um, and Alexander Wolf is the one that fucking lucked out the best with out of the three of them. I'd say, out of the four of them, I'd yeah. say Alexander Wolf, Nikki Cross, Killian Dane, and then the jobber Eric Young. The jobber, that's a shame. Ah, damn it. Oh, Eric! I know. So then Alistair with the with the win, and yeah, we get it. Uh, that Alistair. fucking black mass, man. Let me tell you, it looks painful. It looks painful. It's either that, or people have learned how to sell it very well. Yeah. Or they're getting tagged right on the joke. <laughs> I think they're getting tagged, man. I think they're getting tagged. Speak, and, and we'll get to also getting tagged with uh, Natalia later on. Um, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> uh, let's see here. It's Alistair Black, and then Rey Mysterio. This was interesting. Uh, yeah. This was interesting to me because uh, I did not know that Angel Garza was Umberto's cousin. I did not know that either. That was very... Which, which was supposed to be the original yeah. match. Yeah. With the two of them. But then he got taken out. He got taken out by his his cousin. 
and uh Mi primo. then Ray coming down and taking the weakest you know I, I, I'm always fascinated like I asked you last week as far as the DDT under the concrete and how they sell that kind of stuff and not get hurt took the weakest DDT but it was sold well it was sold well Ray is a professional and yeah he's been it was doing sold it for, very for 30 well. some odd years so yeah he's good um yeah so it's you gotta teach Ano how to do more of a <laughs> more of a yeah. de- I'm sure I really like that storyline the whole no, the, I, the four of them kind yes. of going after who is it's really kind of the four of them going after who is the greatest luchador ever <laughs> ever <laughs> it's the WWE that's the top of the line of what do you want to do ever that's all they have right now of all time right um, now we'll go with right now right now NXT champ uh, Rhea Ripley confronting Charlotte Flair now you had called this last week which I didn't even, wasn't even aware of um, that I wish they would have done it the other way. I wish they would have had Charlotte just show up on NXT mm. as opposed to rolling out the red carpet for her. For Rhea. Yeah. Got it. Um, and then Rhea come out and answer Charlotte. I, I, I agree. Uh, this this is the play. This this match is, is definitely the play for Mania. But yeah, I think it could have been more of a surprise. It would have been definitely a bigger pop and a bigger story had this gone down Wednesday night. You know what's good about this story, though? I really couldn't tell you. Like, all odds are saying that Charlotte's going to win the NXT title. But Rhea does have that X factor where she could conceivably pull it off. They're roughly the same height. The only reason Charlotte looked Charlotte like, looked a, like fucking, a fucking giant, she looked like Andre the Giant's daughter <laughs> on fucking Wednesday night was Good because God. she was wearing heels and the both of them were wearing fucking Air Max 95s. <laughs> That's not true. But they were wearing both. There both of them were wearing sneakers. Flats. One thousand percent. Yeah. I just man, it was, she just, Bianca's not short either. No, she's not. Neither. Yeah, and obviously none of them are short. They're not short. That yeah, freaking. She looked like she was like six nine because she had those freaking. Good God. Dumb thick heels. She still got planted. Um, yeah. Let's see here. So, uh, yeah. So Bow that, down that, to the queen. That could have been, that could have been better done, but now that is definitely the play for um, for Mania, those two women going at it. Um, speaking of, okay, here's here's my reference to Natalia. Yep. So this match here with Asuka and Natalia, uh, which I'm going to – here's a hot take with my favorite match of the night. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, and I'll tell you why, because mm-hmm. this was something that – Anytime that I can go into like a movie, I can go to a TV show, I can go into anything where I have the lowest of expectations. I'm not saying that the two of them True. are bad. I'm just like, you know what? This this match is kind of it seems like a throwaway to me. You go into the match and it went on and on and every but it, it went on and on in a good way that it builds up and builds up and all of a sudden and and God bless uh, you know Phillips and and King everybody at the at the table mm-hmm. there they're, they're feeding into the the, the storyline is saying this has gotten personal all of a sudden and. And you know, you're seeing them go, go at it, and, and they're announcing it well, and the two of them are going at it well. It was just very well put together <laughs> with the story, and having uh, Kyrie Sane outside and interfering also. It, it was just it was just good. It was a good yeah. match. Um, when I say tag, when when Oscar kicked her in the, in the jaw, uh, yeah. and she had like that welt on the side of her face. Yeah, just good God, <laughs> like there was nothing yeah. pulled back with Oscar's 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 hey, stiff with some of her moves. That Japan style is strong style. Strong style. A Japanese strong style will get you sometimes. So it's like match. Shinsuke, too. Yeah. He doesn't pull any punches. So this is... No, he doesn't. And so the two of them are kind of the same style. Out. Um, and so now... Yeah, I mean, obviously, she couldn't lose to Natalia, even though I, I actually thought Natalia might win. But I wasn't sure if the storyline was going to continue. And then, yes, it is. So then Becky Lynch comes out. 
in her sunglasses, which I can only say I want to find five pairs. And they're the thug, the thug life sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> I want those. Those are great. I want those. I think I've seen them online somewhere, but the thug life glasses. I don't know. Um, those, those things are, are dope. Those bro. are awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. Imagine walking around with those things. God. Like, you think you might look stupid, and you're like, "What is that shit?" And you're smoking a joint too. Yes, the entire time. <laughs> and then you get immediately arrested. Um, so then Becky Lynch comes only out in the state after, of New York, though, only pretty New much. York. Dude in Jersey. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out and um, uh, confronts Oscar, and <laughs> it's just so weird. Like you always tell when wrestling is just like gets into that, the fake area when yeah she was like you know what I accept let's do it again, and then Kyrie comes from behind attacks her, but then Oscar not so much. <laughs> She's like you you got yeah. my girl and I'm gonna stand here until I watch you leave. And then the funniest part, which it's I a actually thing to do, it is a heel thing to do. Yeah. And then the funniest thing that I, I'm sure I'm the only one that did it, which I thought was hysterical. I don't know why. I wasn't high when I watched it. But when Becky Lynch gets out of the ring and Carrie Sane is laying on the ground and she kind of does like that fake kick to her face. Yeah. She just like flicks her legs towards her. <laughs> it was just hysterical. I was like just watching it over and over. <laughs> I don't know why. That, it's the little thing. It really is the little thing. It is the little thing life, sometimes. You know, it, was, it was funny. And then you get to the main events, uh, this three-way. And uh, I, I think I've said this before. If I haven't said it before, I'll say it now. Bobby Lashley, as shitty as he is on the mic, is, he makes up for it in the he's ring. A, he's amazing in the ring. Yeah, he's amazing in the ring. So this this match was it's good, really good, <laughs> a really good match. It was. Um, and the better man won. <laughs> the better man won. Uh, the better man that could fill in that gap between pay per views between now and the main pay per view to get to the middle pay per view, it was definitely Ricochet. Do you want to know what it is? It's the better man that wants the payday. And doesn't mind going to fucking Saudi Arabia for it. That too. Yeah. Well, I mean, Seth Rollins has been there before. Yeah, but not now. Political climate down there right now. Seth Rollins? No, with everything. Like, not excluding WWE. Oh. It was thoroughly reported that a lot of WWE superstars don't want to go to the next Saudi show because of the political climate that is going on between the that U.S. and every, the Middle East. How many years did that happen? Yeah, but now this, with the Iran bombing, it was just hyped up all, all over the place. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everywhere. And I, I just don't get that show. <laughs> I know we've said it before. I've said it before. Um, and it's not it's not a, a party thing. It's yeah, not. It's just, a, it. it's just a stupid... I, I, I know it's a money thing. It, I know it's, it's a money... It's equivalent to WrestleMania, though. It's not. It sucks. It, it's not. It's bullshit. I know it's a money grab. Everybody Do you imagine if they grab. aired this fucking Super Showdown on... Fox on Fox, <laughs> you're giving me this schlock and I can't oh, get mania. Jesus. Are we are we serious right now? So, d- dude, I'm I'm telling you, Raw is it's like two weeks in a row. It's getting good. It's, it's getting, getting good. good. Yeah, and I'm uh, hyped for I'm it. I'm hoping that they continue on along this this trend. Hell yeah, you know everything's gonna have its ups and downs, and especially downs with WWE. But this is this has been really good. Um, now if SmackDown could do the same thing, then then stop talking with the the Reigns and NXT Corbin yes. nonsense. The, the answer to your question is I watched NXT first. I mean, yeah. SmackDown. Um, you watched NXT first. Okay. Yes, I did. All right, then I'm gonna start with God, this. Look at that picture right that, there. That picture first. God, time. fucking awesome. We'll get to that. Um, uh, <laughs> dude, his fucking baby is on there. I thought he was gay. I don't know. I think he's just flamboyant. Okay. No, dude, he's going out with Kathy Kelly. Is he? Yeah. We're talking about Velveteen Dream, by the way. We just we just jumped all the way to the end of the show. Yeah. Um, one thousand percent. He's dating Kathy Kelly. Yes. Are you saying Kathy Kelly's on his leg? No, 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 no. We know you. You know who's on his leg, right? No, 
explain. Yes, please explain. Uh, oh, okay. I, I we're, we're gonna get we're, into it after. We're, we're going. We'll start. To the we'll start with the undisputed. Okay, era. thank you. <laughs> All right. Actually, no. We'll start with the broser weights. Let's just start with the broser okay. weights and that that machine that they drove through, drove into that golf cart with the. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. It was awesome. A custom made golf cart with the. Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Championship in the fucking backseat. Can I also say, well, I'm going to say two Riding things. Riding bitch. <laughs> Riding bitch. Can I also say two things? The Broserweights, I love that uh, Pete Dunne is like the straight guy. Like straight, straight. Hell yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's just funny as hell. Um, and I'm also going to say, because it re- this reminds me when, and Rob will listen to this since he was here last week, and everybody else that listens that does not watch NXT, you better get on board I was just thinking about this while I'm watching the show. Better get on board because Mania is coming up, and a third of everything that weekend and part of one of the main events is going to be NXT. NXT, yeah. NXT is now the third brand. It's not a up. No, it's not, it's not a downgrade. It's over. It's over. It's way over. And it's, yeah. it's it's over amongst wrestling fans. And I, again, I keep saying, I'll say it again. I'm sorry I got in on it late, but I'm glad I'm in on it now. You better start watching. I'm telling you because you'll get no enjoyment out of Hell seeing yeah. one person that you know against another person you don't know because you're always like, well, "Who's this guy?" And then it always takes time to build up some sort of likeness to somebody. You know, I, I don't know if I like this person yet, and then it, they warm you over. I've Whereas, seen Jordan Devlin wrestle three times, mm-hmm. and I'm already a fan. Yeah, and I w- wouldn't have known. You know, as far the as the only reason I knew about him at all mm-hmm. is because I read somewhere that he was trained by Finn Balor. Okay. And I was like, "Damn, I didn't realize Finn was that old." That Finn is very old. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Finn is old. So um, yeah, that, that's that's my my public service announcement. Get on board. Um, so the new E Undisputed Era comes comes roaring in here and uh, busts up the Broser weights. And if you can get me the name of the tag team champions, because I know there's uh, Fish and the other guy, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. When he's yo, that <laughs> whole was, thing just I laugh the entire the, time. He needs to get Kyle O'Reilly needs to get on the mic more because he he's hysterical. Um, with the Pete Dune and Matt Riddell, just hysterical. Part um, of me was like, is that their real name? That's a real. <laughs> they look at each other like what? It was just very funny. Um, and then we get to Angel Garza and Isaiah Swerve Scott, and Garza takes the win. Garza is getting that rocket up his ass. Hell yeah! And, and it's it's just like it's. It, he's good. I mean, he is good. Thoroughly just, happy about it. But uh, it's, it's I'm, I'm all for it. So that was a good. That was actually a really good match. By the um, way, before that, the the quote was um, I, I wrote it down. Please. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? <laughs> and yeah, it is a thing now. And then he put his bigger fish in the pond. Yeah. I just realized that Bobby Fish. Oh, when Morrow had a couple good ones from that one, he was talking about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, a man-made man-made cloud nine was another one he yeah. said. God, Morrow's just Morrow is a genius <laughs> on his shit, man. He's so good. Morrow is a genius. Um, but yeah, Angel Garza's definitely get the uh, he's got the rocket. I really, I'm also really enjoying what they're doing with this newly established cruiserweight division. Yes, how it's not really the whole 205 thing anymore. Right, like that's kind of on the back burner. Nobody really gives a shit about it. Mm. And uh, you have a, a division centered around the likes of Angel Garza, Jordan Devlin, Leo Rush, all of these, you know, smaller guys yeah. that are getting a push and they're wrestling their hearts out. And it's awesome. Good. It's it's amazing to see. It's good. Um, only on NXT. Only on NXT. Catch up. Let's go. Uh, and then we have uh, Killian Dan against Dominic Dijakovic. I, there you go. Uh, every time, baby. Um, and uh, 
Dan, I haven't seen Dan in, in weeks, and uh, he he was about to get a rocket too, and this all of a sudden just got squelched. Uh, so Dominic's take take Dominic takes the win, and then yeah, we buddy. get uh, the North American champ to come out, uh, Mr. Lee, and make an official bask in the glory or bask in the glory at uh, Takeover. Hell yeah, the two of them. I'm here for it, bro. I don't see Dominic um, taking it, but I me neither. But it's going to be an incredible match. We already know that. Yes. Um, There's then, a reason why they were on the first episode of NXT mm-hmm. and why it did so well. Yeah. That match was awesome. Uh, let's see. Mercedes Martinez and Casey Cantanzaro. Uh, I, I, I think I knew that she was on um, American Casey. Ninja Warrior. but uh, I mean, I just knew her as the, the American Ninja Warrior girl because that's how the they WWE they, they always fucking her. build her. <laughs> they push her anyway. And Martinez took that one. Um, it's a good match. It's a good match. It was actually, yeah. yeah, it was actually a good match. I was, that was uh, pleasantly surprised with uh, Casey's work in that match. Yeah. Um, and then Champa fucking found the UE. And the uh, I, I forgot the guy's name. The big guy that. Uh, Which one? Well, two, well, two things. I, I enjoyed okay. their backstage uh, cuts Kushi- with Kushida. Yeah, that was Kushida. awesome. Yeah, and then the big guy coming. coming First out. off, why was there just a random board on top of that basket, yeah, like that so laundry weird. basket? It's just so weird. Industrial sized laundry basket with a random board on top. of And it why is there also a random guy just getting a haircut in the back? That was awesome. <laughs> no, everybody's getting haircuts in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All the time, of course. <laughs> but that was awesome. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna here to get my uh, head shaved, and then they're like, hang on a sec. <laughs> He's like, Roddy, come here. We're going to do this later? Yeah. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're going to do that. Just, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, just use that. That guy's going to win a championship one day. Yeah, that's right. He's <laughs> going to be like the MJF when you yeah. see him like, as a security guard, like fast exactly. forward five years from now. He's going to be 24-7 champion one day. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> that's what he's aspiring to. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, and then Champa uh, found him and fought their way into the arena, and then the Bros Weights came out. Um, and then we go to uh, Jordan Devlin, man, yeah. And Tyler so Breeze. good. I think. Listen, once a jobber, always a jobber. That's all I'm saying. But but like a respectable jobber now. Hell yeah, I respect it 100. <laughs> percent I didn't you respect him when he came up, but uh, over. Um, but yeah, Tyler Breeze is now like him and the, I know Fandango's. That's why you had the singles match because Fandango's going to be on the show for a while. Um, but Breeze, man, just like working the, the stiffness. Just, Hell yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, the two of them. But yeah, it was a good match, and Devlin is now on on my radar, and really good, good stuff. You could take the jobber out of the raw. But you can't take the raw out of the jobber. That, that made more sense in my head. I was gonna say it made absolutely uh, more sense in mine. Uh, NXT. I like how they're still they're, they're they made this whole big stink about not calling the, it the women's championship anymore, and, and now they're calling it the NXT it's women's right on the screen. It's splattered right there <laughs> on their website. They might and as well just put it in bright bold letters. NXT women's champion Rhea Ripley. Okay, I guess she's back to being a women's champion. Good for Took her. Took out Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Belair. I'm not gonna lie though, I do love an NXT woo. It just there's something about there's something it that about just it. makes you. I was afraid though. Sent shivers down my spine when they did that that uh, face plants powerbomb fl- face plant the two women onto Flair that one of her boobs was just gonna like explode again, again. Yeah, yeah. It was a worry. It yeah. was. <laughs> they they probably absorbed good impact. I was. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, you go to a doctor, you got to be like, listen, doc, I, I want bigger breasts, but. I take bumps. I need about a hundred psi going through these PSI. things because all these air, all this air. Oh no, you need less psi. I need about thirty-five psi. There you go, psi. That what you think they do? They put like tire pressure in there. Yeah, yeah pounds yeah. per square inch. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they have this this main event, and then so so Champa and the Bros taking on the UE, and 
damn it, man. If if Champa just can't get a break, it's, he comes back from surgery. He's he's here for a couple of weeks. Oh, and his fucking and his knee freaking gives knee out. gives out. And you that was just, so bad. You could tell. And then what's his name? Nigel just clearly just pointing out every five seconds. Yeah. Oh, his knee. Oh, yes, he definitely blew it out. Hunter's oh. probably in the background. Shut up. Shut the hell up. Um. Yeah. So so you know, I mean, he looked better towards the end of the match because he was running around like a lunatic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Just I was like, damn it. Are you serious? We're going to go to this pay per view. This this takeover. And he's gonna be on like one bum wheel. Like we we're doing this again. It's so bad. And but then, he, he looks alright. He looks. And alright. then, mm. okay, hang on, Please. just really quick before we get to him showing up, there was a spot in the one of the women's matches, I believe. Okay. Where all of a sudden you it just flashed three circles on the screen that said two five twenty. Right. It's like okay, that's interesting. Was that's today's date, right? Mm-hmm. That, at the time, that was, was that was the day's date. It was on the fifth, February fifth. So all of a sudden, the lights go out, and then boom, Velveteen Dream shows up on the corner, takes out all the UV, <laughs> standing on the, the top rope. Yeah, yeah, on the turnbuckle, yeah. takes out all all four of them. Yeah, clear as gold. He's got these weird trunks on. He beats up everybody. Just unleashes an all-out assault on the on really undisputed did. era. He's like throwing his body everywhere. He went everywhere. <laughs> he just not even like punches. He, he like went all over the place. Yes. And then he rips off his tights, mm-hmm. and he's got more tights underneath. And you obviously didn't see what the back of his tights say. Right. His, the back of his tights said. Remember back uh, a couple of weeks ago, it said, or uh, months ago, it said. Uh, uh, call me up, Vince. That might have been last year at the Royal Rumble. Yes. He wore tights and said, call me up, Vince. Yes. So he came back on Wednesday night, and he wore tights that said, call me up, Marina. Yeah, that, that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. That's Roderick Strong's wife, Marina Shafir. No shit. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and spray-painted on his tights uh, is him. a family portrait yes. of him, Marina, and their kid. I love that you looked this up. And thank I you. didn't look it up. I just assumed. Okay. I knew what Marina looks like because she's one of the four oh, see, horsewomen. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right, see. There's one of the four horsewomen. Okay. Is Roger Strong's wife. Okay. They have a kid together. Where's she been? I don't know. Some probably taking care of the kid. <laughs> okay. Right? But uh, I saw that the back of it said Marina. I saw the picture of obviously just a woman on there and the child i'm like holy shit that's he spray painted a picture of another man's wife and their child that's amazing. along with him on his wrestling and tights. i was right now years old when i just realized wait i just learned that so thank you yeah, you're welcome because yeah. it's fucking awesome you know. once you realize it. it's just it's funny as hell now <laughs> it makes more sense so yeah so velveteen dream is back and has these these tights man just now after <laughs> go back you scroll up on this photo and that's <laughs> Look at it! Look at he it! He's standing it. over Roderick Strong, and he has his, so now he has his wife and his kid on his pants with uh, him, with him, with looking Velveteen, like Prince, with Velveteen Dream looking like Prince on his on his leggings. Amazing, simply amazing. <laughs> legend, that is fucking just, legend. That is just great. Um, God. So from NXT now to the rate. Uh, I'll just point this out. The ratings ahead. do not affect, not affect, but they they don't represent. Uh, how much better NXT was than AEW this week? What were the numbers? Uh, I believe it was nine twenty something to seven forty, something like that. I had it written down. I, I think I deleted it by accident. I that. think this week's episode, like for me, drew eyes to AEW because of the final segment 
or what was to come. Yeah. At the end of this. And I can tell you right now, and we'll get to it, obviously. That was brutal to watch, man. That was, like, painful to watch. That was, like, uncomfortable. The last one, though, right across the chest. Yeah. Yeah. Very uncomfortable to watch. Did Um, he get busted open? I don't know if I saw blood. I don't. I didn't think you saw blood, but I know they had the photo backstage and it just had the welts. Like yeah, all, all the welts. They were on his neck too, mostly. Too. <laughs> that, that belt. Well, he did it. It's his own belt. He, he did it some a couple times, like where the you saw the strap go over his shoulder. Yeah. Son of a bitch. <laughs> just, like, just it just was brutal. insane, insane. So we'll get to that. Um, starting off with Moxley and, and Ortiz. Dust, oh, yeah, but I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, yeah, it we'll was get, so bad. We'll, we'll get so yeah. It's just a lot of a lot of Just bad remembering, things. it's bringing back fucking um, Moxley and Ortiz. This is Ortiz's first singles match in four years. Oof. Um, no, him him being with Santana all this time, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, so it's right there. Um, he he actually said it on on Jericho said it on when he was at the table. Uh, first singles match in five hundred and eighty three days. So Oosh. that's actually uh, less than three. That's four years. It's like two and a half years. Um. But yeah, so it's it's been a while. But this is the, the God bless him. <laughs> Ortiz put on a match with Moxley, and give a spot, those and take two, a spot. Both of those guys can work. Yeah, Santana and Ortiz can both work very yeah. well, very well, and and more so. And I I really don't remember seeing Ortiz in a singles match. But yeah, this was this was really good. And so they had this thing going on, and they had the, the match, and then with Tope Suicide is uh, out of <laughs> every, everyone's ass, and then. Um, he, you know, Moxie picks, picks up the win, and then and then and then it happens, and then so Santana comes in, tries to uh, attack Moxley, and why the hell did it take so long for the rest of the inner circle to get there? It did take a while. How many times was Jericho going go 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 go? Because <laughs> I think it was like, but if we if we go now, we'll be there in like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you got to give him some time. <laughs> you got to let him like let it simmer and make the story go. So Although he, the camera wasn't on him, I wouldn't be surprised if he held both of them back and was saying, right, like, just at wait. the same time. Yeah, yeah, just wait, just wait. Go, go, wait. Um, yeah, Moxley came out with those that 4GT uh, set of keys, man. Had him in his in his hands and bashed Antenna in the eye. And uh, I don't know if it was a shoot or a work, but I did see a picture on Instagram where Santana was at the airport and he had a little bandage over his eye. Well, you got And you, sunglasses on, so I don't know. You got to make it work. You got to keep it. K-fabe. Hell yeah, K-fabe, K-fabe only. That's what yes, and they had, what's his name had it on the cruise uh, with fan photos and even like he was he was hanging out with his own people. Uh, Moxley in the elevators had the thing on his eye. Yeah, you got to keep it going. The only person that should see you without that thing on is Renee. Renee, yeah. At the end of the night, <laughs> take it off. One hundred percent. Yeah, and that's it. When you before you walk out that door, put that shit on because you never know TMZ is going to be like, yeah. oh your eyes are all right. So it's fake, right? And it's, then you're like, you son of a bitch. Delete you that right don't now. say the F word <laughs> ever. Ever. Yeah, when Jericho said that to that, that reporter yeah. on ESPN, that was hilarious. The F word. Um, yeah, man. So the I like f- that match. Eye good. for an eye. Eye for an eye match. And eye then, for an eye uh, makes the whole world blind. I'm, I'm waiting. This, this is actually, we get to SCU and Best Friends. And this is a tale of two, two stories with this match. And so the match itself, again, you, you see uh, in, the, in this picture of... Uh, uh, Scorpio Sky with the twenty four uh, representing uh, Kobe. The idea of the the match itself again a really good match and and you know spots here and there but best friends are really good yeah. and then the the spot of the night Orange Cassidy being our, of course Orange Cassidy and when everybody's laid out outside the ring and he just sits down he lays out freshly <laughs> squeezed and he lays out with the, all four of them on the floor just just amazing and so he's so over he's so he's it's very so over crazy. and i still remember every time i see him i remember the article uh, the interview that um that cody had 
that about Orange Cassidy and said that he he knows he has something very special there, and that it's not going to be brought out anytime soon. But no. it's like a slow build. And, yeah. and yes, please do, because <laughs> Orange Cassidy will be a champion at some point, and when he is, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit. And I, I listen, good, bad. You, you like him, you don't like him. I, I know a lot of people like bitch and moan about him on 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 social media. I love the guy because, first of all, it's a different take on a character. It's a different angle. Brings um, comedy back to wrestling. Brings comedy to wrestling, but he's also, if you watch yeah. matches of his, he's a really good wrestler. And Like so, his old matches from when he was coming up in like the fucking yeah. backyards and shit. He, he was doing some dumb stuff. He was doing some dumb stuff, yeah. But uh, but now he's, it's, he's a really good wrestler. So it's it's something different. And then uh, I see you get to the victory. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm always like, well, you talk about the dark It's going to be Brody Lee. It's gonna be Brody Lee. Who else would it be? They they keep on mentioning this exalted one. Yeah, it's got to be somebody. It's got to be someone from WWE. It's gotta it be some, has to someone be. known. It has to be someone big, not big. Yeah, but it has to be someone that's known. Oh, if it was Matt Hardy, it would be so. That would epic. be amazing. That would be amazing. If he comes out as Broken Matt, because he owns it now. Right. If he comes out as Broken Matt Hardy, it would be. Oh, you just hear the laugh in the background. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> It would be fucking nuts. Absolutely, yeah, no, that would be cool. Um, either one, it doesn't. Either one of them, I think, like an Undertaker or... lightning strike, but it's not Undertaker, and obviously. It'd, it'd be him, Mark Calloway. <laughs> be me and Mark from WCW. Me and Mark, <laughs> gonna punch you in the chest. Um, the Stark Order thing, man. I, I was like, I was kind of leaning towards starting to like understand it and get it, and then they have like the last segment where the the, the one Dark Order member was like not hitting the guy, and then this week. They come to the ring and just kind of like take out SCU. I'll be honest, um, Dark Order has me on a fence right now. Okay. They could play a couple cards where it would just go amazing. Or, unfortunately, the way the, traje- the trajectory seems right now, if they don't do anything else, right. it doesn't look good. But that's only one of two ways I could uh, feasibly see it's, it. It's, uh, it will only be good when this Exalted One is... Revealed. revealed. It was supposed to be Marty. If it's... Scroll, Scroll. not Janetti. Sorry. Sorry, Marty Janetti. Marty Janetti. They're bringing out the old guys, huh? Um, Did you see being the lead when he called Marty Janetti by accident? And he offered him seven million? No, I didn't. No. It was the beginning thing of, of being the elite, and, and they were just like, should we call Marty? I was like, all right, call him. So he called him up. Cause they realized, you know, Marty's a free agent. Mm. They called Marty, and it was just Kenny on the phone. And he was like, well, we'll offer you six figures. And he was like, all right, and, you know... Kenny hangs up. He's like, Marty's good. He's in. It's like, yeah, Marty. And so I think it was Matt that said something about Marty Scroll. It's like, you called Marty Scroll, right? <laughs> and you just see you just see Kenny go, oh, 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 oh. no, I called Mar- Mar- Marty Janetti. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was great. Um That'd be hilarious if Martin Janetti just showed up. Here's my fear with this whole thing, and oh, and then and then uh, Cassidy comes in to try to uh, save everybody, and he gets beat down. Um, here, here's my my fear, and then this whole thing with Christopher Daniels is my fear mm-hmm. because I fear that the fallen angel is, falls will be him, will be the ooh. Oh, is that a big enough name though to carry that this whole storyline to be the leader of the Dark Order? It wouldn't be bad. It it wouldn't be the best. Mm. I'll give you that, but it's I 
that seems like a plan B to them. Like he, yes, and I, I feel like he, or he maybe came plan into the ring. Z. He came into the ring, and it, fe- it felt like when he was defending Cassidy against the Dark Order, and they all kind of walked out. That that was a moment where he was going to turn. And huh, yeah, that was kind of like a, I never actually really thought about it okay. that way. That's actually a really interesting take on it. I just I, I, I don't I'm, know I'm pretty for it to be honest. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm for maybe not. if you're trying to make it maybe this not. big thing. I I don't know if I don't want to break up SEU though. Yeah, that's that'd be the end. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Okay, all right. It better be. Brody. That's why. That's why I'm saying my fear. That my fear is that Daniels is, yeah, is the guy yeah, that's yeah. called. That's I don't what, want that to happen. That's why I'm saying it's my fear. Now that I think about it, <laughs> please don't fucking do that. That was that was a hell of a rollercoaster of emotions. Where yeah, wow, look yeah. at you. <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotions. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I all right, yo, I'll be honest. Yes, this my match of the night. Okay, really? Yeah. Okay, I have. Just because of the end, but go on. Uh, yes. Okay. So we're talking about uh, Yuka Sakazaki versus Doctor. Versus, I get that name right, though. Versus Dr. Britt Baker. Can I say this is where every time I hear Jim Ross talk, he, yeah. loses, he loses me. So when he says Yuka Sakazawa. Did he really? And yes. I didn't notice that. And you're like, I, at least myself, it's like, no. JR, no. <laughs> this is not her name. No, no Jim. You cannot Why? look. You can see the name and you can Why just say it you as you see that? it. It's really just phonetic. Just say it. Sakazaki. <laughs> just say it out. Sakazaki. It's right there in front of you. And yeah. you say Sakazawi. There was At that. least he didn't say Suzuki. That, just, that, that would have been, been much worse. worse. Much worse. So there's that. And here's a hot take for you that you're probably not going to agree with, but it's not part of the show. I think right now, Dr. Britt Baker is the biggest heel female in all of wrestling. The best, would, not, not biggest, the best. The best heel okay. in all of wrestling. Best female heel in all of wrestling. Honestly, I would tend to agree with that. In, in the span of less than a month. Yep. She has gone on. Strictly on promos. Strictly on promos. She's got to get her ring work a little better. Well, did you see what she did at the end of this match? Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk did. about better? Yeah. <laughs> so that there's there's your better. This was, um, yeah, this was awesome. You could, I would, yo, I'll be honest with you. I agree with you on that. Because honestly, who's a better heel? Like Shayna, okay. Yeah. But she hasn't really been on TV all that right. much this past month. Right. Because she lost the title. And she lost the title, right? So, yeah. Honestly, I would agree with that. Ever since the the, the Jericho cruise. Yeah. That's, that's when that's, that's, that was the start of it. That was her heel turn. That was the that start was her, of it. That was her three sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. That was her three sixteen. You're right. <laughs> the barista. This um, her barista bomb. Barista bomb. <laughs> the, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tony, man. Poor Tony. Poor Tony. I love it. But I love yo, that he listen, used him as like the like the guinea pig to kind of like. I, I'm be pretty a sure thing. he's over sixty, still rocking earring like that. Yeah, the one earring. Much respect. <laughs> <laughs> one earring, too. Much respect to that man. Much, it's Shivani. Um Huge diamond stud. Very too. big man. That was fucking a, awesome. He covered the entire he's, lobe. He's great. Entire coverage of lobe. Um, Yuka, uh, I think I saw the one, the one time where she fought at was a fire fest. Sure. Okay. Maybe double or nothing. All right, uh, one of the yeah, one of those two. Um, there was a battle royal somewhere where she definitely showed up. Fighter fest. That's what I was saying. Ah, Fighter nice. fest. Fighter fest. Fire fest. Fighter fest. Nice. I meant Fighter fest. Um, yeah. So we, I saw her that one time, and then she she's she's good. She has a good move set. Just you get to the end of this match. Let me just fast forward to the end of this match here, because Brit is now on another level. When I say as far as best heel is because of what happened at the end between last week or two weeks ago on the cruise. Um, and then the end of this match, man, where she, you, you, you think that uh, Yuka is uh, going to take this match, and uh, she turns it around, gives her the um, 
The ring bell. The ring bell. Yeah, when uh, and then uh, Aubrey comes in and grabs that from her. But uh, she hit her once though. She it? did hit her once in the back. Yeah, didn't see that like that big of a deal. But then, but all, that thing's got to be heavy as fuck though. Let's yeah, be honest. absolutely. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, why didn't why don't they ring the bell? Oh wait, like you know when they something bad went on in the ring, they usually ring the bell and they're like ding 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 ding, like to try to stop the whole shit. I'm like, why? Oh, it's in her hand. That's why. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She still sort of rang it. That would have been that awesome. would have been funny. <laughs> she just knocks it over yeah. her head. And then Baker puts Sakazaki's mouth on the bottom rope yeah. and kicks the back of her head. Yo, listen. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. There have been three people who can deliver a curb stomp the best. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the number one is uh, Edward Norton. The number two <laughs> okay. is Britt Baker, and yeah. number three is Seth Rollins, because that was at better than any fucking curb stomp I've ever seen Seth Rollins give. Dude. The 14,000 he gave on on The Fiend, yeah. all of them he gave to Brock Lesnar, fucking amazing. And at the end of the match. Knocked out a tooth. Knocked out a tooth. Do you think she fixed it on the way back? I think like, she, she fixed it in the back? She should have been oh like, God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would love to think that they just had this thing like readily available for her to just like have in her pocket and like take out <laughs> somehow. Like she was covering her mouth, and then it just came it's out. It's a green mist. <laughs> it's like the green mist you put it in your mouth and you take you spit it out. A blood bag and a green mist. Just, just yeah, just random shit. But it, 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 as bad as that looked, however they did it, it, it was good. It just it's it's starting to solidify and grow the the legend of Baker's healness. And, Hell yeah! And it's it's been it's just weird how she was like so like stale and just one note this entire time, and all of a sudden in, this, in the span of a month, it started when she didn't go at she didn't help. Uh, right, she, uh, uh, Hikaru Shida. Yeah, when she didn't help Shida, that's when you kind of was like, mm, this is might start that's happening. Sort of stopped, right. right. And then it went full, full. This is this is kind of like the the page thing happening now, but they're building page up way longer. They just like break Baker's like, okay, you did that, now go, <laughs> now yeah, be, now exactly. be Whereas page is is kind of uh, tears watering, um, and we will get to that right now. So, the elite versus the butcher, the blade, and the lucha brothers. That was their old school elite music too. Okay, that was like before the whole super kick party thing. That uh-huh. was I'm pretty sure that was their music. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so as we know, Hangman Page has this little vendetta against the Young Bucks. And, uh, of course, it's going to show in this match. So He kind of did it to himself. I'm he, he, he did. But absolutely, it showed in this match. And I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm, I'm all, all for it. it. So uh, I did like how Kenny Omega was stepping up for his man, though. So sticking up for him. Yeah. Much respect to Kenny. Uh you say Ray Ray Phoenix is like, every time he, he runs that um that rope at the beginning of the uh, oh yeah I'm like how the shit did he do that um especially because nobody else seemed to con- uh, control themselves on the ropes in AEW no absolutely not and then for there's some reason, so many botches if he can just teach a class <laughs> yeah if he can just teach a class listen is how you, you do have it. Jericho teach it teach promo class promo, with MJF yes, yes you have Dustin teach wrestling class yes. and you have Ray Phoenix teach rope class. Teach rope class. <laughs> How to hit so the ropes you have well. these these things. This uh, the whole intro happens, and then the match starts. And of course, because Lucha Brothers and and Young Bucks are in it, it's Spot Fest 2020. And not to say that those spots aren't really good because they they were good. Um, That's got to be its own sect of wrestling. Spot wrestling. Spot wrestling. Right. So like Private Party. Private Party. Young Bucks. Yeah. Any tag team in AEW, pretty Any tag, essentially. <laughs> yes, it really. Well, I'll exclude best friends from that because they're more S- traditional. S- 
I mean, they have spots. I get it. They definitely have spots, but it's more of hard hitting spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you know what these, I mean. These two are just like fly, 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 fly. Yeah, kick, kick, fly. Yeah, <laughs> like super kick, super, super kick, kick, power bomb into twelve thousand tope suicides. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, through the same rope, Meltzer driver. They the win. Yeah, Gin it. and juice. They win. That's <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I'm just <laughs> and the butcher and the blade. Yeah, I don't know. Seems like they don't have a lot of uh, not momentum, but they don't have like. Honestly, it seems like they didn't have much experience. Well, at least the butcher didn't have a lot of experience. It seems like he was having trouble with some of the spots mm. in a couple, a couple scenarios. Um, I, I was just I'm I'm here for the page thing to be honest. Oh yeah, well, I was gonna say the opposite for for Blade. He had he actually had a couple good spots there because um, he's that type of wrestler. But he's the type of wrestler. Yeah, and then uh, so they they, they Page refuses to tag in towards the end of the match. Page refuses to tag in. Uh, the Bucks to get the win, and he misses uh, his his buckshot lariat on the butcher. Um, did it to Blade though, and then um, God, dude, that's one of the best moves in wrestling. If I'm, uh, that's one of my favorite moves in wrestling right now. That buckshot lariat, hell yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good one. And the name too, oof, Just flip over the top rope and this cowboy shit right there, clothesline the shit out of somebody. And then he yeah, refuses to uh, to tag in the Better bucks. Better than JBLs. I'm here. I'll say it. Okay. Fuck it. All right. Anybody's. Uh, okay. I couldn't name you a lot of other people. I can't, who I can't, that was I can't signature move. I can't just agree. Just JBL. I can't agree. That, that's really it. I can't agree or disagree with that statement. Um, now JBLs. I can go back and just watch some video of his him just like turning somebody out like by the head, <laughs> just going like yeah. from the neck up. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah. So he refuses to tag in the bucks. Pentagon goes and delivers the Penta driver, and takes him out. And yeah. then. Uh, then Pack comes on. And Pack just like I think he just wants to suck on Mike's dick at this point. <laughs> um, he's kind of hard on for him. Uh, accept the challenge. Accept the challenge because I'm going to destroy Riho. And he's like, Yeah, yeah I'll accept. I'll accept. And then you think he's like, think I was going to I was going to do this. And then he gets another guy to do it for him. Come on. What now? I'm not saying nothing. Okay. Um, yeah. Pack leaves leaves the screen, and all of a sudden, Nyla Rose comes and just power bombs Riho <laughs> through a table. <laughs> <laughs> with one hand, with one finger, because Riho weighs two pounds. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. One finger? So Pac just came um, in and, and had another guy do his dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> I like the match, though. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah. I'm waiting for, I've been waiting for that match for a very long time, this this rematch. Uh, 30-minute Iron Man match. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Is, wait, is, as many pinfalls as you can get in 30 minutes? Or, yeah. Yeah. It should be as many near falls as you get in 30 minutes. As many near falls. Okay. So if we get to two, then yeah. you kind of does one yeah. thing. Exactly. Got it. Got it. Okay. Because yeah. right. that's how you know matches work. That's how matches work. <laughs> 17,000 near falls. Nyla Rose with that powerbomb, man. I'm like, it's this oh, this poor thing. It's just like it's this, like this, as skinny as this microphone uh, uh, Probably stand. weighs as much, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, I bet the, all the contents on your table right now weigh as much as weigh Rio does. as much, if not more, than Rio yeah. does. Honestly, it could just be just the fucking, <laughs> just the computer and the table. <laughs> Give that girl a burger. Hell um, yeah! And then you know, it's speaking very, of buns. Speaking of buns and and shit. Uh, I don't know. Joey Janela and Kip Sabian are up next, and I think this is for me. Uh. Going along the lines of Rusev and Lashley, in that I just don't care, and I wish I did because I like Joey Janela, I like Kip Sabian, I love Penelope I'd like Ford. This match, 
Uh, what? I like this match. You did? Yeah, I did. I did not like it. I didn't like it at all. Go it ahead. wasn't bad. It it was enjoyable for me just because I like, I like the realness of the storyline. Okay. Like you know, I know personally that Joey. Not well, I don't know them personally, but mm. I know that Joey Janela and Penelope Ford used to go out. Like I know they used to be a thing, and now she's going out with Kip Sabian in real life, and she's coming out to him with the ring, and it's all I'm here for it. I wasn't not in for it as far as like the storyline. I think the storyline is. I mean, it's been done before. We refer to Edge and and. Uh, Matt Hardy. Yeah. But uh, listen, I'm, I, I'm all for it. It just, for some reason, the, the, I don't know, the match, match to me just kind of fell flat. And um, I, I wish it was more to it. Yeah, they gave it a C plus. I wish it was more to it than. Uh, uh, the grade reflects the match, though. The grade, the, the match overall. I'm not talking about the story. I'm just talking about this particular match. I, listen, you liked it. You liked it. It's all yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just I, I for for me overall it needs going it needs forward, an X factor in it, it needs something in the yeah it needs an X Bring factor. Bring another in chicken. In the there you go. go <laughs> yes. Get get Penelope Ford uh, jealous and then uh word who could get who could get Penelope Ford jealous in the AEW. Like get her like her group. sister or something like that. <laughs> like say someone like a, like her her uh, sibling or something and then just bring it on. And then the main event of the night. You can call it a main event. Cody receiving 10 lashes from MJF. And the best part of this, this was awesome. The best this, part of this and her, horrifying at the same time, and horrifying and awesome at the same time. And the best part of this and the best part that AEW did, because obviously people were tuning in for this stip- part of the stipulation to get to Revolution. They had Taz do a, cut a promo mm-hmm. for this, and then they had a, Dustin cut a promo. Yeah, and it just kind of makes it seem legit. <laughs> so. This is to build this up even further than it already was built up. Um, I, I can't. I, I can't imagine. You, you, you can use the f word. You can use kayfabe. I cannot imagine the feeling of having one of those lashes, let alone ten. Hell no! <laughs> Fuck that, man. That was horri- horrifying. It's, it was ridiculous. And then I'm watching this, and my first question that I wanted to to bring to you. Uh, while we're, we're going to do this is when does this philosophical question because I still enjoyed it no matter what when does it get too far when does it go too far when does it get to the point where you're doing something for wrestling fans because it hasn't been done before hasn't been seen before especially by this generation I'm sure it happens like every 15-20 years where you know it's, it's happened before in wrestling but but if there's a new crop of fans that are watching it and it's it's leaning heavier on, on younger 18-49 to 49 with AEW as opposed to NXT uh, you you have a, a whole new audience that's seeing something like this for the first time. When does it get to be too much? It gets to be too much when the final result falls out. So, like, if the match between Cody and MJF is a dud and it's just a dumpster fire, mm-hmm. then I would say it's probably not the best of uh, ideas to have done it. But in wrestling, unfortunately... If the end result is going to put the fans over a hump emotionally that they have not seen in a while, mm. it's worth it. Okay. That's just how wrestling goes. Do you think that this is the 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 overall aspect of this went over as as it should? Yes. Okay. I thought it it was an interesting take on it, but it was, uh, I I don't know, because it was it was horrifying. Like I said, it it was ridiculous. Yeah. 
but if I'm more looking forward to the result of the ten lashes as opposed to the ten lashes itself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the like result if of this the was the end result, like winner receives or loser receives ten lashes by the winner, right. I'd have been like, that might have been too much. Okay. But because this was just one of the stipulations, it builds up Cody to be this unbelievable type of character. Right. So I guess we'll just see okay. at this point. All right. Um, see how that Wardlow match in the steel cage goes in two that, weeks. That's going to be crazy. In two weeks or next week? I thought it was two weeks, Atlanta. I don't know. You might be right. Um, so, yeah, he takes he takes these these songs, these uh, f- these lashes, and it, a couple went over his shoulder, and he had one, the third one, finally he got he was brought down to his knees. Um, and then you get, like, all the other wrestlers coming out, standing on the back, uh, on the ramp, and uh, you get the money in the blade up there, you get all the heels up there, but then Dustin Rhodes, first, I'm sorry, first you get Arn Anderson coming through uh, to stand by the ring, and then his brother comes in and says he'll take the hits, and he's like, no, no, it's not the deal, it's supposed to be him, and uh, he comes out, you get six and seven, uh, number six and seven with the lashes, and the young bucks make their way out, and um, he's, he's continuing to say, just quit, just quit, gets number eight and then after number eight he hands the belt over to Wardlow and I thought the thing was going to go through his body yeah when that he, was intense he whipped on him that that ninth one man I thought he's going to like slice him in half like it was just going to be like a cut right through and you're just going to see him slide like in like in uh oh shit what's that that werewolf movie uh, Underworld he slices him with the sword <laughs> and you just see it like slide down his body and, <laughs> and that's the end of him he's just cut in half um and then he, he finally gets his tenth one, and they and, and bro, I forgot about uh, Brandy. Brandy coming out, and so I'm officially calling the uh, Nightmare Collective storyline over. I'm so happy for that. Yeah, which is what they re- we reported last week, where it was we was said that they were going to take that pretty much out, and she came out as the wife now. And thank God, you know, had had, had basically even if they're going to have the storyline, even if that storyline still is a thing with the Nightmare Collective, this was the right thing to do because it definitely showed. A side that was serious, and this is this is really going on. And despite me being in this ridiculous storyline, I'm going to do this and be by my man's side. And it it, it gave it a level a level of credibility. And then he got this tenth. They went to leave, and then MJF comes back in and kicks him in the nuts, and then they flee and they they run off. Um, I think the whole, the whole thing was actually, despite it be maybe too much, it, it's it was really good. And uh, I'm just so happy that the Nightmare Collective thing is over. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I I did not like it at all, and I read I actually read somewhere that uh, Awesome Kong is a trainer backstage, trainer. Okay. Like a coach backstage, but she's also doing the last season of Glow or the next season of Glow. Oh, she is. So I think that they're kind of doing all this because a it didn't go over at all. No. And b it was a. uh, she's got to go back. She might have been hurt. Something huh? along those lines. Well, that was quick. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Um, Thank God. Yeah, now right. some some poor wrestler that thought she was going to get her, her fucking shot just shaved her head for no fucking reason. Just ridiculous. Oh, boy. So, and uh, that, that was your your uh, your dynamite. It, to, uh, for it to go out like that and just um, 
man, I was, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still reeling, and I probably watch it again just because I want to, I was for some reason be, uh, be tortured more and get more of a shock factor. But that was a hell of a way to end the show. It was just this crazy lashing of these of this guy. Yeah. Going down to his knees every five seconds. Um, it was intense. Yeah. And then when, you know, that whole thing, when Dustin came out and was like, no, do it to me, do it to me. Yeah. That's not how it works, buddy. Yeah, that's not how it works. And then he gave that thing to Warlow and just wailed on him. Oh, man. The last one that went right across his chest was Yes, the last nuts. one. Too, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Just a crazy episode of that was nuts. of Dynamite. And I'm looking forward to Revolution every single day. Cause that, and that's, that's how you know it's a good product. When you start... Building up. That's why I'm, I'm looking forward to Mania. And uh, when you have a product that's building up and building and building, and the storyline is good and, and it's going in this you know, slow build, that's that, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Tonight for your SmackDown preview, um, the return. Return of. because why? Super Showdown. Um, of course Goldberg has to be somewhere involved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's going to be next for Goldberg? Roman. Oh God. <laughs> We're going to have a spear contest. Yeah, there you go. That's what it's going to be. Just spear each other right in the head. Like, if they just go both go head first and just knock they each both, other. They both. And just that's <laughs> it. And they just both knock each other out to the 10 count uh, and the match is over. They both knock themselves out before <laughs> they get to the ring. Um, nah, Roman Reigns sprains his fucking hand on the little Superman punch. Superman punch. Because the mat wasn't there. And Goldberg knocks himself out on the locker room door. Every time. Every time. When, when <laughs> Next time Roman Reigns comes out of the of the ramp, just watch him. Uh, Watch how the camera just cuts off his hand and it hits the ramp because then he knocks that, that pad <laughs> to the side. Yeah. You see the pad on the ramp. Um, Firefly Funhouse returns. returns. Bray Wyatt's. Let's see here. Oh, hold up. Alexa Please. Bliss. Did you know she's got a song named after her? No. Yeah, by Bowling for Soup. What? Yeah, it just came out. <sighs> oh, Bowling for Soup. Go ahead. Please hold. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. I also think that she's going out with the lead singer now. Oh, is that why? I don't know if that's exactly why, but it was very interesting. She has her own song. Of course she does. Damn. That's crazy. Looks a bliss. Nope. Maybe next. Maybe next. So speaking of of Alexa Bliss, uh, Naomi and Carmella, Dana Brooke, and a fatal four-way. Who do we think we have for that, Uh, if anybody? I didn't see who they were. Who was it? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was uh, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Dana Brooke. High stakes fatal four-way. I'm going to say Naomi. Uh, Sasha Banks is going to take out Dana Brooke, and it's going to be Sasha Banks winning. Not. I'm going to say <laughs> probably either <laughs> Alexa, Alexa Bliss or Naomi. Alexa Bliss or Naomi. Yeah. Okay. Um, High stakes fatal four-way. What does that mean? Winner gets cash. Winner gets a winner gets a title shot. Then Dunkin' I'm gonna Donuts say, gift cards. I'm like, gonna what say, are we talking about? <laughs> High stakes. If it was something for Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, I'd be all in for it. For the forget the championship, I want hell yeah, I want five dollars Dunkin' Donuts gift card. Five dollars, five dollars. I'm going lifetime, <laughs> lifetime gift cards. It's high stakes. It's high, you're right. That, that is high stakes. All right, ten dollars. Um, <laughs> Naomi, I, I'm going to say Naomi, just because the momentum yeah. that she has. Nah, fuck it, Dana Brooks. She the needs high one. stakes. She doesn't need one, but she's not going to get it. Could you imagine if Dan? Could you just imagine if Dana Brooke had a Kofi Kingston type push? Oh my god. <laughs> That would be hilarious. And then Dana Brooke and Bailey at WrestleMania. At, at, at the main event of WrestleMania. At the main fighting. event of main event. Main event of main <laughs> event. At main events. At WrestleMania, the main event being the two of them. And then you hear, I walk alone. And then D- Batista oh comes out. <laughs> he walks out. Hoist her up on her shoulder. Uh, you, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to bang you in the back. Uh, this is happening right now. 
Um, yeah, see, I thought I had the same song. Uh, you don't have it. I don't have it. Got right. so many damn songs in there. Way too many songs. So I'm hoping that uh, next week we, we're going to do some Bowling for Soup with Alexa Bliss. That'd be hilarious. She's in the music video too, I think. What else we have here? Oh, the Dirt Sheet's coming back. Oh, the Dirt Sheet's oh, coming. Oh, the Dirt Sheet's coming back. Oh, my God. As my microphone breaks. I'm so sorry. <laughs> First off, it's my microphone. And my, my system Your breaks. system. My microphone. Your <laughs> system's going to Your mic's going to kill me. The Dirt Sheet's coming back, Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. See, I got it now. There you go. Apologize. Look at that spike right there. Death. Where? Death by ears. Um, Ain't no spike. Dirt yeah, sheets back, and then <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan is also on tonight. So I'm looking forward to it tonight. Hopefully, congrats to new new dad, uh, Daniel Bryan, kind of almost. I think for both babies. Oh no, that's not nice. The other ones are Tem, Artem, I'm sorry, who? The dancing for dancing, for, yeah, dancing with the stars. I almost said dancing for soup. Dance for interesting. All right, dancing for soup. <laughs> looking forward to uh, all things Alexa Bliss and. Is that the video? Was it the video? It's got it on video? Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there she there is. There she is. Hang on one second. Yeah, no, please hold. Wow. <laughs> oh, they're not that big. What a weird ass video. Five foot tall. Dating him? I have no idea. Well, I'm hoping the lead singer, because the guy in the background is a very hairy gorilla mess. Wow. Hello. <laughs> oh, this is great. This this video is insane. This is great. This seems like... The- Yo, this should absolutely be her fucking song. This should be song. her theme song, yes. This should 100% be her theme song. What when she the? turns heel on Nikki Cross, this should be her. <laughs> her God damn. She's, she is she beautiful. Is, she is gorgeous. Totally fake. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello. Jumping on trampolines. Totally fake playing the guitar, though. Absolutely not really playing the guitar. Did you think that she was, really? Maybe. Ah, uh, got <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yo, this is great. This is hilarious. Oh, oh, hello. Cookies? She has like a, a kiss. Kiss the band. She's got the demon tongue where the demon tongue would Gene probably Simmons, Gene normally Simmons, go. Yes. Gene Simmons in a kitchen who schmuck. Who? Hello, who is that? Some other wrestlers here. What is going on in this? There's movie? a fake wrestling match in the middle of this. With nobody else in the crowd. There is a fake wrestling match in the middle of this music video. <laughs> what is happening? Now she's a Jedi? Now she's a Jedi. She just magically hit somebody. Oh my god, yo. This has a thousand percent got to be her entrance music now. You have to do this. So ghetto and bootleg. They're such a big band. <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, 
Well, it was fun for everybody. I'm sorry. Yeah, listen, Holy go, shit. Go that was Bowling for Soup, Alexa Bliss. And there's, oh your, there's, your pig, there's your pig at the end. Alexa oh, Bliss's Larry pig. Larry Steve. Oh, my God. Oh, please get that out of my ears. It's <laughs> the biggest eating food. Good God. Oh, my God. That was so funny. I'm sorry we wasted three minutes of your time. So go watch it on YouTube. Oh, yes. that was great. I can't. I can't. So, ladies and gentlemen. That was funny. This has been Sons of Slam. I've enjoyed this week. A very good week of wrestling all around. And the road to WrestleMania continues to super freaking showdown. I can't. Yep. One more thing before please. we take it out. Please. We'll go on this last note. 20-year anniversary mm. since Big Pun died today. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years. Do you know where? No. White Plains, New York. Really? Yeah. Oh. Upstate. Uh, well, to be fair, that's what Wikipedia says. Okay. Not the upstate part. The uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. The White Plains part. Chris Mindell, the Reaper Joe Black, sir. We are out. Don't wanna yes. be a player. I don't wanna be a player no more. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. But be a punisher. Still got what you're looking for. Don't wanna be a player.
Sons of Slam podcast.